Welcome to Day 247 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2, The Drama of Scripture. I'm Paul Camp here with uh, David Keefe and Cindy Camp as we continue our journey through the book of Isaiah. This entire year, we've uh, devoted ourselves to hearing the story of Scripture uh, as it begins in the garden with God creating us uh, for himself to live and thrive under his gracious rule. And, and of course, us rejecting his rule in order to forge our own path, be our own people, to assert for ourselves what is good and best for us. And uh, from the very moment we reject him, uh, all of creation falls into disarray. We're alienated from God. We're alienated from each other. And, and of course, we're alienated from creation itself. Paul will tell us creation's waiting for you guys to get your act together. It's uh, kind of moaning in, in the process of waiting for the sons and daughters to be revealed in all, all of their glory. So we're in the book of Isaiah, and Isaiah is rich in the gospel from beginning to end, hearing the wonderful invitations this week, you know, from our Lord, you know, to come to Him and receive comfort from Him. Those who are far away, living in broken world with broken world experiences. Mm-hmm. So we pick up in Isaiah 57, beginning in verse 14. I'll read through the end of chapter 58. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the beautiful gift of your word. We thank you that you have placed in our hands a reflection of your heart and character. You have shown us your ways, you have explained your works, you have called us uh, to live not for ourselves, but for you. You've set before us, as uh, many of the Old Testament prophets said, a beautiful and wonderful law to lead us into your presence so that we may know you and, and live for you. And we pray that as we read your word, we would be comforted by your word where we need to be comforted, but convicted by your word where we need to be convicted. May you, as we talked about yesterday, accomplish your purposes through your word. And thank you for the promise that it never returns to you empty. Mm-hmm. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Isaiah fifty-seven fourteen, And it will be said, build up, build up, prepare the road. Remove the obstacles out of the way of my people, for this is what the high and exalted one said. He who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit. To revive the spirit of the lowly, to revive the heart of the contrite. I will not accuse them forever, nor will I always be angry, for then uh, they would faint because of me, the very people I have created. I was enraged by their sinful greed. I punished them, and I hid my face in anger. Yet they kept on in their uh, willful ways. I've seen their ways, but I will heal them. I will guide them and restore comfort to Israel's mourners, creating praise in their lips. Peace, peace to those far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. But the wicked are like the tossing sea, which cannot rest. Those waves cast up mire and mud. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked." Shout it aloud, do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways. As if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have you fasted? Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you've not noticed? Then on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all of your workers. Your fasting ends up in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fist. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fasting I've chosen, only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? 
Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice, untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer and you will cry for help and you will say, here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing of fingers and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You'll be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will rise, uh, raise up an old fountain, old age foundations. You will be called repairers of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And you see in this passage uh, and the heart of what you know God had called Israel to be in the first place a light to the nations. And you see, you know, kind of a, a dual path on what it means to be a light of the nations. One is to honor God and to honor and delight in his Sabbaths, not just kind of go through the motions and, and do the Sabbath, but to, you know, deeply delight in the Sabbath. And of course, the other is the way that you care for, you know, the poor, the disenfranchised, those, you know, who are, are not part of the privilege. Uh, you know, and so that's a heart for the people around you and, of course, a heart for God that, that causes you know, the gospel, you know, to be attractive, uh, you know, to those, uh, to those around us. And obviously the, the order of that is so important, you know, as it's very easy to just get caught up in, you know, just social things to do social things, but to not have the heart of God driving those, but yet at the same time to, to truly care for the oppressed and the marginalized as, as God would desire is for our hearts to be captured by him and, and what he has done for us, and and for that to obviously have that kind of no sense result in our life that obviously we would care for that because he's cared for us in wow. such a way, and <clears throat> and I think obviously Isaiah puts it in the right order, which is something to think about. And now we you know we often uh, we often talk about uh, you know in, in in more conservative circles we we kind of. I'll push back a little bit, you know, from the whole idea of social justice, and that's because some people have replaced the social justice with the kind of righteousness that God brings through an invitation into a relationship with Him. Uh, but the two go hand in hand. That we uh, we draw on uh, the justice that we have received ourselves have received from the Lord, the mercy and the forgiveness we found in His presence, and the grace that He has abundantly given to us, and, and we reflect that in a heart of character about how we receive others, are quick to forgive them, and are quick to extend you know, to them the grace and the bounty that the Lord has given us. And it becomes really clear here. Uh, you know, they, They're doing all the right religious things. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Paul is going to use this, and 
uh, Jesus is going to use this. Yeah. The words of prophets, you know, of Isaiah, you guys are only going through the motions. You honor me, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, your lips, but your hearts are far from me. And so they're going into the temple, they're fasting, they're putting on sackcloth, they're offering their sacrifices and say, wait a minute, why isn't this working? Mm-hmm. And God said, really? Is, is that what you think it means to know me, just to have a day where you look sad for a minute and then to immediately leave? I love this. You immediately leave your fast. You start quarreling with each other. Yeah. Of course, I always do. When I'm a little hungry, I always get a little bit, you know, get a little bit t- yeah, testy, wicked fist. So you immediately, you know, you, you come to the presence of God, you're all cleaned up, you behave very well, but then you immediately walk out and you fall into your old nature. And uh, wow. I'm glad that doesn't happen anymore. Well, he even, yeah, yeah. In verse 4 of 58, you cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. What a kind of scary verse that is of, if you're just going to treat me, you know, as this kind of mm-hmm. guy I, I serve here and there, I, I don't even hear you, you know, when you are calling out. And I know it's picked up in the New Testament as well, but that is just a really strong, they, they think they're doing the right things, and yet he doesn't even hear them, and he's just so frustrated with them. Well, I, you know, I'm not even sure they're deeply convinced they're doing the right things. They're doing uh, the, the ritualistic things yeah. as if those were kind of a magic charm. You know, and, and, of course, that's, you know, the, you know, let's just do our religious thing, that we can go on and, and live as we please, just as long as we're mm-hmm. offering sacrifices, we have our fast, we have all of you know, our festivals and things like that. And, and God, you know, and God is saying, unless that affects you in a deep heart way, mm-hmm. you know, in your affections toward me, and of course, in your affections, you know, toward, you know, the poor, the disenfranchised, the marginalized, uh, you know, this is really big to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, we read it in the New Testament, we get little hints of it, and it's easy for us to read past them. You read the prophets, mm-hmm. and this is the clarion call, you know, of, you know, of, of, of the Lord. You know, <laughs> verse, you know, six is not. This a kind of fasting I've chosen to loose chains, to untie cords, the yoke, to set the oppressed free, to break every yoke. It is not to share your food with the hungry, to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked, to clothe them, and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. And of course, that's what it's supposed to be. That's what it means to be a light to the world. Jesus said, so that they see your good deeds and honor your Father in heaven. And these are the kind of good deeds you know, that Jesus has in mind. Uh, then you will call on the Lord and he will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. Mm-hmm. So we are like, you know, the people in, in Jesus' parable who received immense grace but mm-hmm. failed to demonstrate grace, you know, toward others. Mm-hmm. Um, in chapter 57 of Isaiah, in verse um, 12, kind of ominous, but it says, I will expose your righteousness and your works, and they will not benefit you. <laughs> but then in 58, when he talks about the level of righteousness that he's requiring or that he wants to see, you know, flowing from us, in 8, you know, he goes on to say, then your righteousness will go before you. And I love that picture of, you know, righteousness in the flesh or, you know, good no, behavior that's... is your shame, but righteousness that God produces would go before you, and I, I love that picture. You know, picture. or a, a righteousness that uh, you know is kind of born of self glory. Look mm-hmm. what a, you know, uh, what a good person I am. You yeah. know, look at my compassion for the poor. Or look at you know how involved I am in you know social causes. So it's more you know more platforming and positioning mm-hmm. than a righteousness that flows out of mm-hmm. uh, a heart that's been deeply stirred by love, 
uh, you know, the love for the Father. And, and of course, when you when you fall in love with the Father, you also fall in love with those things that He loves. Yeah. And these are the people, mm-hmm. you know, that He loves deeply and has a great compassion for. Yeah. Now, in verse fourteen, then you will find your joy in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a joy that comes in a deep heart affection for Him and and for people, and then obediently following Him. There's there's a joy that comes to that that is really infectious when you see it and so satisfying personally when you're walking in that. That's right. And, and Isaiah's already told us all your righteousness will be as a filthy rags. And, and that's, you know, when we do righteousness, just to be a hypocrite, to honor ourselves, to have a Facebook platform or something to tweet out, mm-hmm. uh, rather than it's deeply moving from a place of grace in the heart of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And David, do you mind closing this word prayer? Yes, pray. Oh, Father, forgive us for the times we've just gone through the cultural Christian motions of of doing this or doing that with our hearts so far from you. We thank you for passages like we just read in Isaiah that that invite us into what it truly means to, to be your people. Uh, may you help us to be your people. We're desperate. Give us the, the joy we're looking for in so many other things. We know it's found in, in you and in following your call. So, Father, we ask that you would help us to be your people here in this time, in this place, and that we would be a a light, and that the light would break forth like the dawn, um, and that men and women would would see you and behold you. We pray this all in the great name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.